The greatest threat the United States now faces is the Soviet Union. Hello? The Americans have no intelligence. Undercover agents hiding all over the U.S. No one has any idea who they are. But they look like us. They speak better English than we do. Maybe there's another way. I would lose everything before I would betray my country. You're my wife. Is that right? The Americans premieres January only on FX. Money is the McMansion in Sarasota that starts falling apart after 10 years. Power is the old stone building that stands for centuries. I cannot respect someone who doesn't see the difference. And welcome to What to Watch Podcast, Two Guys Watching Too Much TV. This is episode 28, and I'm your host, Christopher, and joining me, as always, is... Jeremiah. Hello, hey, Christopher. Jeremiah. Hey. Well, I don't know if I've ever heard you call yourself Christopher. Do you like to be called it, Christopher? I have gotten more used to it because in my office, the person I share the office with is Christina, so they always called her Chris. Mm. And so they have started calling me Christopher full-time. Like, uh-huh. And everything, so I'm getting more used to hearing that. I mean, pretty okay. much growing up, it was just Chris, but now because there are two Chris's in the same uh, room, <laughs> it gets a little confusing. So, sure, absolutely, but but you always normally would always refer to yourself just as Chris. Yes, I sign okay. most of my papers like that. Chris so. Christopher is your professional name. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of times because my last name is nine characters. And the first name would be so long, uh, it doesn't fit in those little boxes sometimes, so I'll shorten it. <laughs> well, with my name, it's obviously a pretty unique name for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I've always, people always thought, thought I would must have a short nickname. And I always, always, always told people, oh, no, no, you just call me Jeremiah, because that way it keeps unique, and usually people don't, will mm-hmm. forget me. They don't call you Jeremy. Forget me very much, right. Uh, but uh, of course, even though you say that over the years, people always shorten your name, whether you like it or not. Uh, most people in the, especially in my work life, uh, everyone just calls me JP. I'm that okay. I'm JP to most people. So, you know, hey, uh, whatever. If in the end, as long as people, as long as people are comfortable with it, and I know that they're referring to me, that's all that matters, right? Right. <laughs> That's, that's all that's important. So, as long as it cuts down the confusion and you know who they're addressing, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So now, I we were going to record today, and you texted me that you were going to see a movie mm. before we record. What did you go see? Yes, yes. I went I to the theater did. and saw um, Die Hard. Ah. Now, I have been hearing a lot of reports. It was like. Oh, Bruce Willis is getting so old. I don't know if he should have done this one. <laughs> well, I think there's a fair statement to say that. Uh, sure, he definitely looks quite a bit older, uh, so it makes it a little harder to buy the fact that he could fall from a six-story yeah. building through you know, wood and glass and everything and still survive. <laughs> he is getting very immortal the longer these go on. He can just take more and more punishment. Yes, exactly. So it does make it a little hard to buy that. Uh, but since you, since we are seeing a movie that is filled with unbelievable uh, yeah. action scenes, <laughs> I guess it's still okay. 
Uh, it it's one of those things that for me, I, I'm a, of course a huge diehard fan. I love the series, mm-hmm. I love the character, and it's not a big deal for me. I, I I'm okay with all those things. I'll still go and see it just to see how it plays out. Uh, I don't. I'm trying to remember if I did see the last one in theater. I think I still did. I I think the only yeah. one I've not seen in the theater is the uh, first one. Okay. You remember seeing the second one in theater? I think I do remember seeing the second one for some reason. Uh, But the first one, again, it's not that I wasn't too young. I think my dad would have – I mean I was quite a bit older by that point. I think I still could have seen it. But for some reason I don't remember seeing it in the theater. Okay. But um, it's it's possible – it's possible I did, but I just don't really recall. But I do remember seeing the second one, and then the third one, fourth one, and all that stuff. I think I did see. Uh, but I, you know, it's one of those things. It's an action movie, folks. I mean, yeah. so many people are picking apart saying it's terrible, and to me, it's like, well, you know, if you're going into the film thinking you're going to see something spectacular, I, I, you know, as far as like some well-written film, that, that's not the case. This is this. It's strictly an action movie, so. Well, that's what the whole series has been based around. So, yeah. John McClane doing lots of yes. crazy things, and that you know, none of it's very believable. I heard some people say they thought the script was kind of was kind of complicated or something, and I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know if I'd go as far as saying it was complicated. Uh, the, the, you know, I absolutely there's things I could pick apart about it that I didn't like, but uh, overall, it was it was fine. It was fine. Well, good. Um, well, another successful Die Hard movie for the series. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that people are going to pick this as being necessarily their favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I would doubt that as much, and I would be surprised if some people may think this is their least favorite just because of the fact that it, it might start becoming – it might could be considered as getting kind of old. So right. I don't know. Now you, I think you had told me or somebody had told me that they had heard that – uh, Bruce, sign on for one more. Hopefully, they're going to shoot it right away. Uh, I didn't. Is that um, what you heard? I've heard that, but I don't think I said anything like on Twitter or something. Okay, well, maybe it was, was somebody else that told me that. Yeah, that like they got him back for a two picture deal, so this would be like okay, five and six. And he said that was it, right? I hope so, because <laughs> I don't think you I don't can do know. anymore. If you have to no, wait another five to ten years for the next mm. Die Hard movie. It's going to yeah. be pretty old. I looked at that. The, the The one before this one was in 2007. See, that's a long time gap. If, yeah. they, if they really thought they had more to sell in the series, they should have done it much quicker than what mm-hmm. they did. Uh, but yeah, it was. I, I like I said, I enjoyed it for what it is. No, it's not no four starry type film or anything like that but it was still good or it, it was entertaining let's put it that way well, it was entertaining <laughs> well that's pretty much the only expectation i go into a theater is like if i go in and i watch the film and i don't say why well, i've wasted those two hours or whatever and feel like i've lost all that money then it was a good movie it doesn't need to move me uh, to tears or mm-hmm. you know i don't i don't need this huge range of emotions i just like did I enjoy my time there? Yes or no? Yeah, and surprisingly, it's only an hour and 37 minutes. Oh, okay. It's pretty short for an action movie. Usually action movies push two hours, don't they? Yeah. So that was surprising. Well, good. <sighs> glad to hear That's it my went review. well. <laughs> it went okay. Okay. I think you'll you like it for what it is. <laughs> okay. Well, 
Um, isn't Bruce Willis in Russia in this one? Yes, it takes place in Russia. That's correct. Yeah, it, it takes place in Russia, and his son, he hooks up with his son, who's a CIA agent. Which oh, okay. One of the complaints I had in the movie was is that, for some reason, John McClane didn't realize what his son does. Oh, okay. He just knows his son's in trouble, and he goes there to find out what's going on, and he goes, oh, oh, you're a CIA guy. Oh, you know that. And I'm like, really? Really? Okay. <laughs> but yeah. other than that, that's kind of the, the premise of the story. He, okay. he goes over to help his kid. And they fight a bunch of Russian bad guys. <laughs> well, our first uh, series for Double Blind mm-hmm. is about fighting Russians. And yes. it is the Americans. And it's set in the 80s, like at the height of the Ronald Reagan Cold War. Yes. The only good Russians, a dead Russian type of scenario. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this, they really play up the Reagan era. I mean, it's just like the minute, like one of the agents is like talking about russia or the russians they're just like oh they're just you know i hate them so much you know (laughs) just they hate them the russians hate us it's it is almost like tom and jerry kind of hate that they have at this level but Mm. i found it very fun because like i grew up watching all those movies like you know the wolverines and rocky and all that kind of stuff where the whole premise was the cold war or Russian sure. spies and all that kind of stuff. So it was really when I heard the premise, I was like, I might like this. Mm-hmm. So um, I have to say, it's a little mature. So don't have the little kids there. Oh but, yeah, that's a very good yeah. warning, my friend. This is not yes. for kids. <laughs> no, but it's not marketed towards them, or at a no. time they should be around. Uh, I thought it was well acted mm-hmm. and uh, very suspenseful. You know, I didn't quite sure. know what twists or turns that were going to happen, mm-hmm. and uh, I really enjoyed it. Oh, I did too. I was uh, pleasantly surprised. Uh, it was it was very it was very well written. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pacing was good. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, the premise. is just so interesting because, and it's a little bit risky too if you think about it because, you know, the 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 show is based upon two married couples who have been living together as as Russian spies for the last 20 years in America. they got a family. They look like your average next-door neighbors. Uh, and here they are. They're pretty, essentially they're the enemy, right? I mean, mm-hmm. at this point, uh, you know, of course, in the 80s, like you said, this was a high point in the whole Cold War uh, era. We all know that the uh, Reagan administration was uh, heavily, of course, his whole goal in his life was really to try to end communism because uh, he was very passionate against it. So as you can imagine, having KGB spies live in America was obviously, I'm sure, was a high point in our in our government to try to track them down and get rid of them and all this stuff. So the idea of the show is that we're kind of – I don't know if you'd say the word rooting for, but we are watching people who we normally would consider – our enemies, and so this is very interesting. It's not like a, this is a show about Americans, uh, right. CIA Americans living in Russia as 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 mom and you know as, as a family. This is about the other way around. So this is very this is very intriguing, risky, but I like it, and I hopefully for them yes. it really pays off. Uh, I hope so too. It's uh, it's definitely a heavy drama, like you said. It's not for kids. It's definitely for uh, for adults uh, only. 
Uh, it was interesting casting. I wasn't very familiar with the two main. Uh, well, actually, I'm sort of familiar with Carrie Russell. I know who who she yeah. is. I, I'm not. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of things that she's been in, but I know who she is. Now, the other, the gentleman that's uh, the main uh, fe- uh, male uh, actor in the series, uh, Matthew Rise, I guess I pronounce it. I'm not really familiar with him at all. Were you familiar with him? No. Um... I mean, he has one of those faces like maybe I've seen him in Law and Order or something as yes, like a serial killer or something. And then like the neighbor, I remember him from like an X-Files he was on or something. So it was like the FBI oh, neighbor. Oh, the FBI neighbor. Yes, I do. I do recognize him. It's funny because when um, when I see him, uh, I always remember him from uh, the movie uh, The Truman Show. Oh, okay. Remember he played his friend. Uh, and but wasn't I, he the Truman's neighbor or something like that? Yeah, he was, right. Yeah. He was kind of yeah. like his longtime friend. He He's kind of bounced around a little bit here and there. It looks like he's also mm-hmm. in Super 8. I forgot about that. So he's kind of one of the guys. He's always been a co-star type person. And I mm-hmm. think he's – is he more known for a film? It looks he like he has be. done some television work as well. But, uh, yeah, um, I, I mean, I like him. Yeah. His name I is think... Noah uh, uh, Enrichment – or. A, mer- a merchant, I guess. I don't want to botch his name, but you'll recognize um, him when you see him. That's that's he's got one of those recognizable faces. That's one of the things about this show is like they bring in characters, you know, like actors that are known, not lead guys, but are known. So you're like, well, are they just going to knock this guy off in one or two episodes? Are they going to keep him around for the whole series? I could see him carrying a series, you know, like being a main character. Well, not a main character, but a side character, mm-hmm. pretty easy, but. They could just kill him in the next episode, and it was it's very interesting. I don't know because I I couldn't tell a lot of the twists that the episode took, so mm-hmm. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, there's lots of directions going to go. I'm, I'm assuming it's pretty much just uh, obviously it's going to be focused on the two of them and how they survive as things go on. Because as we know in history, we know that things dramatically change for Russia between 1980 and the end of the Reagan administration. I mean the Pretty much, uh, uh, eventually, the, the, the Berwyn Wall falls down, and uh, Russia really changes its attitude towards communism. I mean, so many things happen. So, as we know, um, you know, the the fall of the normal U.S. USSR, as we know it, really happens during this time period. And it looks like these people uh, living here as KGB spies are going to be living right through it. So, there's going to be a lot of interesting things the writers can go with in their direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and build lots of suspense, I'm sure, for them. But like I said, it's going to be interesting because we're kind of we're going to be rooting for these people, and normally you would <laughs> not suspect yourself to be rooting for them. So I like that. Yes, um, um, very interesting. It is. I would have to say I'd give it four stars because it it held my attention. It makes me want to watch more episodes. Absolutely. You know, so yeah, I would certainly give it four stars. I uh, like I said, I was very impressed. All the way around, as far as the acting performances, um, and uh, definitely the uh, the writing of it was really good. I, it, it's just it definitely seems like uh, the FX has got themselves a, a potential hit here. And I understand it, it's very difficult for a cable network like FX to. It's not going to probably ever, you know, compete necessarily still with the with the big networks. But I think that in today's television, uh, with the modern uh, television viewer. Uh, mm-hmm. We're much savvier now, and we're looking for 
just great television. And we know that we don't have to look at just NBC, CBS, and ABC for those shows. These shows are normally being produced on networks like FX or Showtime or, or HBO or AMC, all AMC that. Uh, right? AMC, look what they've done recently, and I mm-hmm. think that FX is trying to channel thing, you know, that not, that market there because they know that you know if you do if you put out good television, there's a good chance people are going to come to it. Yeah, and I really do hope that it it will make it. I really do. I hope it looks good. It does very well, and it spawns FX to make more original shows. So it cuts down on the reruns of Dodgeball that mm-hmm. I have to flip through. So. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it's, and there is some politics involved in it. Obviously, mm-hmm. not quite as heavily as the politics involved in the show we're about ready to talk about. Yes, but uh, but it's 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 good, and I think that uh, I think people should give it a chance. Don't don't yes. let the premise uh, scare you away. I think I think you'll like it, especially if you like a lot of suspense. I think there's going to be a lot of suspense in this show. Yes, uh, the next show we watched was a Netflix original. Again, another kind of. Uh, out of never you really don't see original shows off of streaming services but uh netflix has done two now uh amazon is going to be doing some h uh hulu is going to be doing some so yeah this is the new era of of television that we're seeing is that i mean we say television but it's so funny because it's not necessarily a television show because it's being produced by a content provider really i mean yeah. I guess that's well. I guess that's what FX wants to, to us to look at them more of than anything as as a content provider. So I guess they are a television network in a way. They certainly are yeah. becoming one now. Um, right. What was the? I, I see now. You watched their first show they've ever produced uh, on their own, and I for yep. the life of me, I can't even think of the name of it at the moment. Uh, it's uh, Lillehammer. Lillehammer, so, and and you yes. thought that was pretty decent, right? It did very well. It was very good. I mean, it, um, I'd have to say for their first effort, they did very well. Okay. Um, and I, I have to admit, I am going to add it to my queue after hearing you say that it was, it was worthwhile seeing, and I'm going to check it out. And I think there's only like eight episodes or so. There's not that many, so you can blow through them pretty quick. Sure. Now, this particular show uh, really has a, a pretty big star power powerhouse here. Yes. This is this is a really big time show for them because correct me if I'm wrong, I believe I heard they outbid uh was it HBO or Showtime? One of the big net one of the bigger one cable them, yeah. ones outbid them and uh this that was pretty impressive. And so this this is big time for them and I know as one of the other shows that they're going to be coming out with pretty soon is they're bringing back Arrested Development which was a very popular uh culty yes. type following a, com- a comedic show that a lot of uh, hardcore fans enjoy and they're going to be bringing that show back so that's pretty interesting too. So what did you think about House of Cards? It made me really realize I had not I had forgotten so much about how politics of america work because he's like i'm the house whip i'm like i've heard that term what does that mean you know (laughs) like a lot of these terms and a lot of oh well this guy is this guy i'm like well how does this relate to this center to that and Mm -hmm. what do you you know it's like man i gotta take a u.s government course again to figure out everything (laughs) i know there's you know tv magic added to it where you know kind of like that simpsons episodes where they would just like you know a Lisa, you know, asked, you know, wanted to write a bill and Congress, you know, spread it through and that it became law and, you know, just like within one day. 
mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. So I'm sure some of this is like not really it doesn't happen this fast, but it needs to on this TV show. Oh, sure. I'm sh- I mean, it's yeah. definitely um, exaggerated, I'm, I'm sure, in, in some aspects. I mean, this is a, a typical, you know, very heavily political show. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this is if you uh, have a problem with shows that involve so much in politics, this is not going to be something you're going no. to enjoy. Uh, it's because it's it's all about the politics. Uh, the impressive part, like I said, it's uh, it's actually I think is it produced or I think par- partially produced. Even this is this is Kevin Spacey's baby, isn't it? Yes. Okay. So and it of course stars Kevin Spacey and uh, Robin Wright, who I haven't I haven't seen her in a while. I've been wondering what she's been up to. Mm. So you got two pretty big stars right there. Uh, so that was kind of you know very impressive as well. Uh, but very well written, I thought. What did you think yes. about the writing? I thought it was pretty um, well. I again, it was not a show that's going to talk down to you. You have to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's smart. Uh, it's definitely smart writing. Yes, yeah. I did enjoy. Kevin Spacey has like monologues through, or you know, like he yes. speaks he dialogues to the viewer. He narrates. Right. So that I thought was very good. I was like, oh, I like this. Instead of just, I I don't know if it would have been too boring for me or whatever because a lot of it is you know just like the two guys sitting in a office talking about politics mm-hmm. but you know yeah. when you have him you know um do all of that then it's definitely help helping me at least i'm yeah, sure some people who know his who character are really loving politics right yeah. his character is really intriguing you know mm-hmm. he captures you right away and because he's uh, like you said, and I, I forgot there is a term for this, Chris, uh, in the business when it comes to the where the main character narrates his story. And, but it it is kind of like basically it's it's tell it's the telling of his his life and his story. And he's a very obviously a shady, ruthless uh, politician. Uh, this is uh, not you know necessarily probably considered maybe a a nice guy overall. I mean he's. He's ruthless for sure, and it's which makes it, of course, even more intriguing to watch. Uh, but uh, yeah, hi, I, obviously, I think people are really going to be pulled in by this character, don't you think? Yes, he is very intriguing. He um, even when you don't consider the whole political side, he's just a ruthless character. So you know, like Dallas. I mean, you know, J, people love Jr. because he was a ruthless character. It had mm-hmm. nothing to do with politics. So yeah, he's a he's character very much you love the to JR hate. character. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I definitely enjoyed that, and I love Kevin, Kevin Spacey. I, I enjoy a lot of his work. Yeah, I do too. I've always in, uh, liked Kevin Spacey's work. I think he's a, a pretty, pretty darn good actor, and I think he's put his on it. This show, by the way, wasn't this originally? I don't know. I know this show is a kind of a remake of it. Was it was it originally a, a show, a European show? Maybe it was from in, in England or something. I wanted to say that. I meant to have my notes on this. I don't know on that one. Didn't know if this show was a remake. I know, and maybe while I'm thinking about it, I can try to look that up for us. But I thought I thought they either took this from something else and then you know made, made into their own version of it. But um, one of the things I can say about the show. And this is kind of a good testament for it, is that I I am very churned off in in my older life, shall we say, when it comes to politics. I just at one point in my life, Chris, I I just ate all this stuff up. I loved uh, politics and 
used to listen to all the political shows and would really get into it and you know, I really loved all that stuff. But I just as time's gone on, I've gotten so cynical to politics because yeah. it's just f- so full of corruption and no one seems to really truly care about getting things you know fixed and all that stuff so most of the time i'm usually churned off by very political shows you know there has been a lot of great ones over the years that's come along that i never gave it a chance to watch up what's the big one that martin sheen was in for so long Uh, west wing west wing i never watched one minute of west Wing because by that point in my life i just could care less about politics at all i tried to watch it when matthew perry was on the show I'm like, not even he can keep my attention on the show. So <laughs> I did not watch but like one or two episodes because he was there. Yeah, I just yeah, I just I just hate politics stuff. But I think this is a testament to this show because I will admit they, they got me there and I, I enough to where and especially because it's on Netflix and one of the things that we didn't mention yet was is that they basically this is the way Netflix is at least for sure for now is doing it is they basically film the entire uh, season. And mm-hmm. they put it all on the internet to watch immediately. So for those of you who are listening to us, if you are really wanting to he- see this show, you can get it immediately. So you can sign up right now for Netflix streaming, which is 8 bucks a month, right? Uh, does that sound correct? Yeah, $8 a month. I think so, yes. I think is what they're still currently uh, pricing at. So for $8, you could go on there and watch all 13 episodes of Season 1, which if you think about it, it's actually a tad bit cheaper then, because I one of the shows I watch on on major uh, cable uh, prime show is Dexter, and I usually mm-hmm. what happens is when new season starts, I order Dexter. It costs me it, our show times, which cost me about twelve bucks a month. The show usually runs for almost three months straight, so that's twelve. You know, that's over thirty dollars that I paid to watch Dexter live. Well, with this, for $8, especially if you're someone who just doesn't have anything going on on a weekend, you could order it, watch all 13 episodes maybe in a, an extended weekend or something, could. and be done with the show, and you're done with it. It's great. So it's a very interesting concept that they're doing. I think their idea is that it, if, if, if a lot of people just spend the $8 for one month just so they could watch the show, hey, they've just made $8 times however a million people do it. Right. I did hear that this is the number one streaming uh, show on Netflix currently. Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me because, like I said, this is a very well-produced show. This is something you you know, you know, would normally see on a, on a great network that, that makes smart television, like an HBO. But yet, it's not. It's on Netflix. So it's uh, very interesting. Like I said, all 13 episodes are ready to watch. So what's great about it is, Chris... Of course, I'm a hardcore Netflix user, so I'm my I'm not doing anything with my uh, current subscription. It's it's going to continue to continue on. But what's great about it is that I can watch this in my own pace and my own timing, uh, mm-hmm. and watch it whenever I can. And because of that, that's even more of a reason for me to say, you know what? Even though I'm not into politics, I'm probably going to check out these 13 episodes. Unless like halfway through it, I'm just like, okay, this stinks. I don't like it anymore, and I turn it off. Right. But either way, I'm going to probably at least continue on with it and see what I think about it. Yeah. It's definitely like, you know, it's like, oh, great, a great new show. Oh, it's on the same time my other five other favorite shows are. This is, you know, anytime you want. Oh, I have an hour to kill here or there. You can watch one. 
and be done. Right. And that's one of the problems. It was great as the Americans uh, that we yeah. just covered. You had just mentioned it. It's on, on a night that can be difficult for you. It is. Uh, it's with a Thursday your night. Thursday night. That's uh, well, if the that, prime day. Yeah, exactly. So if the if this if the Americans was on Netflix, me and you'd be like, no sweat, man. I'll, I'll, yeah. I get to watch this whenever I can. It's great. And by the way, the the House of Cards, yes, it was adapted uh, oh. from a previous BBC, BBC miniseries uh, run at the, with the same name. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was uh, based on a novel by Michael Dobbs. So very interesting. I thought I'd read that somewhere, that this was uh, okay. a miniseries uh, somewhere in Europe, and that, uh, of course, it's based on a novel. So uh, I think they have something here, Chris. I really do. This is a, a four-star drama for me. I'm going to give it three, mainly because I'm just not a fan of the politics oh, I in general. Understand. I thought about but that, too. I will say um, Kevin Spacey plays one of those guys you love to hate. So if you're into the soap opery style of show and you don't care what format it, you know, what, what the theme is, mm-hmm. definitely check it out. Oh, yeah. I, I, this is definitely going to draw more towards, um, you know, I would say 30-something or older adults mm-hmm. that – enjoy just watching enriched good drama that has good writing i mean this is not probably you know young kids are probably not going to clamor to go probably watch this they'll still continue to watch big bang theory i'm sure but but i think uh, a lot of adults are going to enjoy this it was funny because my mother-in-law the other day she uh, was texting me she was at work and she was texting me and she was she started asking me a bunch of questions about netflix streaming like can i watch it on my television and she's like asking all these weird questions which i could have sworn i've already answered all these four before <laughs> and and i was explaining to her, i was like yeah you can you know you can watch it through your television you know as long as you have either an app built in your television or you got a device hooked up to it to watch it and all this other stuff and so then she goes she says well uh do we have that at our house and i go yeah, I got like three or four devices. Plus, I got, you know. So I'm like, yeah, you, you, yeah, you can watch on on a television here. And she goes, oh, great, because I just heard about this new series that's on there that stars Kevin Spacey. And she goes, oh, I really want to watch it. And I said, are you, ta- are you referring to House of Cards? And I said, because it's funny you just said that because I've actually been watching it. <laughs> so she's all excited because now she can she knows she can watch the show. And again, one of the things she loved about it when I told her is like, hey, you can watch it whatever you want. And she's yeah. like, brilliant. <laughs> she's so, loving this. <laughs> so the show has already turned one person that may have never used Netflix into someone who's thinking about it now. Exactly. And I'm telling so. you, if you're Netflix, you got to be going cha-ching. <laughs> yep. This is good. This is good for them. So uh, good – bravo. Good job. And I'm sure, uh, Chris, there's probably a good chance that me and you uh, will might be covering some of these other new shows that they've got uh, in the can uh, pretty soon. So we'll be hearing more from us to cover another in- great show, hopefully, that's done uh, in a very different way of television. So we're going to be seeing a lot more. Like you said, a lot of these other companies are considering doing the same thing. Yes, I can't wait. And uh, speaking of Netflix, we decided to start doing some um, reviews that are available on streaming. That's correct. Our feature series are going to be two that we streamed from Netflix. So let's. Uh, you ready to talk about them? Yes. All right. What do you think makes a man? I wish I had your manly voice. I oh, come you. on, Jason. No, you just went, you're going lower there, you know. No, I'm not. You know, being a man today means a different thing than it did at any time through this year. Real men don't tweet. 
more and more guys have begun to groom. Back, sack, and crack. All right. It ain't healthy and it ain't right. The mustache, it's a distinct thing. I look like a pervert. You can't let the mustache wear you. You've got to wear the mustache. This is just how a human male looks. I can get rid of this beard in a second with a, uh, a razor. Guess what? We are moving back to New York. Sweetie, this is Uncle Wally. Hi. Hi, Sebastian. I think I have cyclothymic disorder. Okay, was I not clear about WebMD? There's the similarities and coincidences. She looks just like you. You don't think that I could have switched Roland's ingredient for my... I... I hijacked Cassie's pregnancy? Oh, that's ill-advised. <laughs> well, we just heard Jason Bateman two times there. Yeah. Ironically, we both wind up uh, selecting things on our list for each other to watch that both star Jason. And you were like, well, we must. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Let's just cover these two yeah. two movies. Because originally we were going to try to do our continued stuff with television shows. And I was right. struggling to find a show for you to watch. Yeah. So then I'm like, you know what? For now, can we just switch and do some movies for a change? Just fine and you're like, me. sure, why not? So we wind up picking, uh, you picked, of course, a documentary for me, and I picked a comedy for you. Mm -hmm. uh, who wants to go first? Do you want to talk about uh, your movie? I can go uh, talk about The Switch. Uh, okay. My wife actually had this already on our queue because she loves Jennifer Anderson. Sure, every woman, and, every woman does. <laughs> yep. And it's funny because these two I know so much from comedy. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as heavy on the comedy as I thought. It was much more heartwarming. Yes, uh, I would agree with that. Uh, Slower-paced comedy. Mm -hmm. There wasn't just gag after gag. Right. It was like, oh, deep, meaningful part, and now something that's, you know, very funny kind of thing. Right. And, um, again, I didn't expect it to span the way it did. I thought, you know, like, oh, hilarity will ensue once she finds out he's she's pregnant with his baby. No, the <laughs> baby is, like, you know, grown up, well, growing up. It's like uh, the kid Sebastian, seven years old, first time they meet, and you know it slowly gets revealed that he's the father, and mm -hmm. you know it's very well done. Yeah, I was. It was one of those, uh, and I guess we should say romantic comedies that mm -hmm. uh, that of course the wife wanted to see, and so we rented it. Uh, I mean, lucky for me, I've always I, I like Jennifer Aniston just fine. Uh, she's she can be uh, pretty good. Uh, she's She's just Jennifer. That's fine. You know, no big deal. I always like Jason Bateman for some reason. I don't know what it is about Jason. I know, I you know, yeah, he's not the, maybe the greatest actor that ever lived or anything like that. But he's just one of those actors that I just, for whatever reason, I like him. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, I like to, I like to, I just like watching him. So I had no problem renting it, but I didn't have any high expectations about the movie at all. And I was pleasantly surprised by it. And I think you... Uh, you definitely were. You're right on your comments there. Uh, that it was uh, not no slapstick crazy comedy, you know, left and right like some sometimes that Jason's actually starred in it's a lot not of like those. Arrested Development or something. Exactly, exactly. It was no uh, um, horrible bosses, which both the two of them starred in as well. It's more of you're just a very calming, uh, you know, easygoing romantic comedy. That uh, in the end, I thought is is. Uh, is is you know pretty decent film as it was, 
I have to admit, though, the little boy kind of steals the show. And if you if he you was, took him out of it, it might not have been that great of a movie. Mm-hmm. At least that's the way I felt. What did you think? Did you feel well, that way about the little boy? I thought he did a good job. I mean, kid actors, you never know what you're going to get. That's you know? right. That's right. But I thought he played it perfect. You know, he yeah. played the little boy that was meant to be on that screen. Um, one thing that I always I found a little weird was like, wait a minute, is Seth Jeff Goldblum as like a friend of his? So, yeah, that was a I little can't... hard to. Bu- well, I guess was he his? I can't remember. Was he like he had some other relationship with him? I don't know if it was like his boss or. I think it's his boss, but they were like. But they're friends. Really good friends for being a, his boss. Yeah, it was a little, that was a little odd that mm-hmm. that particular relationship there. Uh, I'm okay with it because Jeff Goldblum's another one of those kind of characters where uh, he he's well, he's always Jeff Goldblum to me though. Like I don't think I never felt I always felt like he's always playing the same character. He's one of those kind of one of those actors for me where I just always feel like it's the same person all the time. But I'm okay with that because that's kind of what I'm expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he had just always kind of that odd kind of character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just don't know what to think about him, and that's just kind of the way Jeff always comes across. But, but he was he was fine in the movie. But uh, you're right, the, the relationship I don't know it was kind of, it was a little bit stretched kind of the by that they would be friends. But uh, yeah, that was kind of odd. Um, the whole premise, is, of course, is a little odd. You know, yes. <laughs> the idea that you, um, you know, I mean that you have this friend, this female friend of yours, and she's finally decided she's at a point in her life that she's going to. She can't find a man, so she's going to start a family, which I don't think I would advise that as a very good idea. <laughs> but anyway, As a so parent she, of two girls, you would not advise that. No, you know, it's a little difficult to run things on your own. I've, I've yes. talked to many single parents, and they'll tell you it's not a, it's not a fun job. But anyway, mm-hmm. so she, she decides to do this, and Jason, at this point, his character, he's pretty much realized, well, I can't let her do this, and he's all upset about it. But then, of course, uh, he gets a little too drunk uh, on the night of her... What did she had? She had a name for, it, but she had a party basically to celebrate right. her getting, you know, inserting herself and getting pregnant. Yeah. And so, of course, the story is basically where he hijacks, like he said in the trailer, that mm-hmm. he hijacks her donation, shall we say, and puts it with his own. Which mm-hmm. again, all of this is unbelievable to me. Right. <laughs> None of this is going to really ever happen. But mm-hmm. uh, and then the, the the most unbelievable part was is that he's so drunk, he's able to. Do the deed, but he doesn't really quite remember for sure what had happened until like years later when he finds out. Oh, she's got a kid. Right. I, I don't know. I just, that part of it was a little goofy, but overall, it was I thought a decent a decent movie. It's it's you know it's not an amazing movie, but it's not bad. It's worth watching no, at least. It it definitely is worth wa- watching. Um, it's a good date movie. Yes, it is definitely. Um, Moves pretty fast. I didn't feel like, how oh, is this over with yet? Right, doesn't sort drag. It's only doesn't 101 drag. minutes. Yeah. yeah, it is very cute and heartwarming. The cute kid is in there. so Yeah, I think I think there's enough there where the average goer will pr- probably, you know, f- it'll fall right in the middle for them as far as, you know, not amazing but not uh, horrible. Yeah, it's on Netflix or you can rent it, I'm sure. So it's not like you're going to pay a lot of money to go see it. Exactly. So pick it up while you can for some date night, and it'll be great. Yeah. 
Exactly. That's that's the best best uh, advice we can give you. <laughs> so you saw a different side of Jason Bateman in Mansum, which he, him, and um, Will Arnett kind of produced, or yeah, they produced. Yeah, they were involved in it. Uh, this mm-hmm. is this is a, this is a, I know it is a Morgan Spurlock film. But uh, Jason and Will were involved in it, and the best part of one of the clever parts about the movie was, is that they the two of them, uh, p- throughout the entire movie are are basically in one of these really high end uh, uh, salon type thing, or you know where you get the spa and the, the you uh-huh. can basically get the full treatment. And so what's great about it is you have these two guys, you know, getting all these crazy things like petties and massages and facials mm-hmm. and. All these things that you normally would ha- ha- only think of a woman doing, but yet right. these two are doing it. And the entire time they're having this great dialogue back and forth with each other about, you know, how manly they are or, you know, what, or, you know all this – basically this talk about being a man. And yeah. which sets whole premise of the entire documentary. Now, the funny part was is me and you, of course, already have covered a, some, some Morgan Spurlock work before. Yes. And I, I am a huge – I'm definitely a – a fan of Morgan's work. I usually try to make sure I watch that, most of his documentaries. It's definitely why I recommended it. I was like, I hope he hasn't seen it yet. And you hadn't. So I was like, ah, oh, he'll like it because it's one of his. Well, exactly. And I, it's one of those, I remember hearing him talk about making it and I was like, Oh, I'll have to make sure when it comes out, I'll watch it. Even though, well, at first I thought he was just making a movie about guys in their beards, right? This is what right. I thought originally was going to be about. But then, and and maybe that's maybe that originally was his idea, uh, because you know during the movie you do see Morgan this time in this movie and the beginning of the movie where he talks a lot about his his little mustachey go. Mm-hmm. Is there a name for that kind of mustache? I don't know because uh, it almost looks like a goatee, but it's not. I think. In the movie, there's like a chart, and you can see all the different kind of mustaches and their names. That's right. That's right. Sure so there is a name, I think, for it, which I did not write that part down in my notes. Yes. But so you do get to see, though, him talking about his, you know, because it's, it's, it is kind of his look, right? I mean, that's Morgan's yeah. look. When you see him, you kind of expect that's what you're going to expect to see. And so it kind of spawns from there where they talk a lot about men's facial hair. But then they also yep. go into what we call – Many people call today the modern man, the metrosexual, the guy who has all the same products that their their wives have, and they they go for petties and they do all this stuff, mm. and they talk a lot about in different stages. They talk about facial hair, they talk about shaving, they talk about chest hairs and back hair, and they just talk about all these crazy things and all kinds of stuff, <laughs> just all this stuff, and uh, it it wound up being a very funny and charming film because and especially I think for a man if you're a man listening to this review you know even you might be listening thinking oh I have no interest in this but you know check it out because it's actually pretty funny to think about uh, even whether you think you follow in that category of being somewhat metrosexual even partially metrosexual I mean I'll be the first to admit Chris uh, as a 36 year old man I do think that I probably not on a high aspect but i do look more into my looks than probably you know some guys do i mean i don't go overboard like i've never had a petty um mm. i've never had uh, i'm not big on massages or any of that other stuff i've never had a facial but you know i do you know i do use uh, the 
the uh, the gels and I do use the sprays, the body sprays. Um, you know, I try to make sure that my hair looks nice when I go out. You know, I, I'm never going to be mistaken as one of these kind of guys who, you know, is a, a rough tech, you know, neck kind of uh, a guy who works in construction. You know, I'm never going to be mistaken as that. You know what I'm saying? The way I dress, you know, years ago, the way I dress probably would be considered preppy, right? But mm-hmm. that's not, you know necessarily the term anymore but i you know when you when you see me you think okay this guy tries to pay attention to how he looks and i do and i think what's interesting about the movie is that's kind of what he's trying to say is that men more today than ever really try to pay attention to the way they look right when you agree that's yes. pretty much the premise um, of the film it really is and because you know they they throw these huge numbers at you of like well now you know uh personal male uh you know gels are you know a some billion dollar industry, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and they do all this. They, they talk to these people that like, that's their job, this, this, and then they'll cut to like Zach Galifianakis and he'll do something funny. <laughs> yes. And then they'll cut back to someone who's like treating this subject very seriously. And then they'll cut to Adam Carolla and, you know, so <laughs> the typical not, man, man kind of guy, right? It's not like, some kind of hard-hitting documentary like on a Civil War type thing where no, no, it's all statistics and history and stuff like that. It is very much a Hollywood production. It's it's a lot of fun. It ha- yes, that's a good way to describe it. It has a more Hollywood production feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could clearly tell it was uh, it was definitely – it's edited in a way to make you laugh and, and joke around about the, the subject – uh, they have a variety of different actors and and stars that are in this thing, uh, talking about their feelings, including women. It's not just men that's in it, but there's women they interview as well, and they just make it a very entertaining way to watch a, about a subject that you normally might not really think about talking about. But I think uh, uh, when I got done with it, it maybe even talk think about it even more and and talk about it because it's it's kind of funny to think about that as men do seem to think a little bit too much of ourselves that the old right. modern man seems to kind of be disappearing quickly <laughs> i like i think it was adam carolla that said we're all turning into chicks i'm sure it was, he was... <laughs> but he's got a good point i guess in a way he's right we are turning into chicks and, and some men that really take this to extreme i'm sure their girlfriends probably do complain about my well, my husband interviewed... takes longer in the bathroom than i do <laughs> that was one thing that you know they had a couple of guys on there that you know they show his whole routine that he yes. goes through every night, and it's just like, really? Really? It's pretty sad. But yeah. you know what's funny is I, I, you, you, every once in a while, if you think about it, you've probably run into a man that's like that where you look at him and go, you know, you probably do spend more time in the bathroom than your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> they just they're, they're shows, out there. So they're not wasting their time. Yeah, they, they, they definitely made it into a very uh, – it's just a funny way to look at it. Uh, one of the things I wrote down on my notes, Chris, a couple of things I wanted to mention I thought was hilarious because uh, I did laugh, by the way, a lot yeah. in this movie. Uh, one of them was the guy who – he's produced a product, and this is – people, I'm not making this stuff up. The product is called Fresh Balls. Right. <laughs> it is a product that a man could put on his um, – Gentalia area that is going to keep it from getting too sweaty and stick to your body. Now, Chris, I don't know about you, but I never realized that I needed a product like this. Yeah, that was. Uh... <laughs> Have you ever stopped to yourself and think, "Wow, I really could use some of that fresh balls." <laughs> right? Didn't Paul Rudd after that? He's like, 
do they really know if you just sprayed some aqua velva down there or this <laughs> really expensive yeah, product? My, my wife pointed out, probably you could probably just put a little baby powder down yeah. there if you wanted to or something. Why do you need this? Why do you need a bottle of a product in a bottle to, to help you out with that? And I'm glad you mentioned Paul because he's uh, he's also throughout the movie. And every time mm. they come to him, I just can't help but laugh because he says something pretty funny. And yep. that was one of the things, and I saw that with this guy. And the funny part was, he's well, he's trying to he's trying to go global with this, or you know, get take he's trying to take the product to the next level. So they kind of talk mm. to him, and he, he's meeting with some investors and 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 other people that are thinking about investing in this product. And the funny part was, is I think if I remember it, he mentioned, I think he said that the previous year he had sold thirty thousand bottles of it. So yeah, there is he enough. Had like some decent numbers. Yeah, he had some decent then they numbers. Show in the documentary, he's like, as soon as he gets the what the premises of his product, they just hang up on him. <laughs> oh, it's just like <laughs> click. Oh, so. but you know what though? You know, I can I can understand why he is getting that that kind of negative you know feedback from it. But you know, actually, in today's world, and especially in America, I don't know. He, he, you know, they might he might have something there. I don't know if you, he'll be able to sell it in every Walmart around, but there might be a product, you know, product placement for in certain places. Maybe your um, places that uh, you normally would buy those kind of products. You know, some of those beauty type places. You know, the ones that specialize in those kinds of things. It's it's mainly for girls, but you know, men. There's a section for men as well. And you know what I'm t- kind of you know the kind of places yeah. I'm talking about. So you may not be able to sell it at Walmart, but there might be a, still a market for that in some of the major stores. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I thought I, that part was hilarious, hearing that guy's story. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, of course, was the beard competition thing. I mean, right. this is so funny. Now, as you know, I'm a huge fan of Survivor. And one of the new contestants that's on the show, he's also into beard competitions as well. So oh, man. it was so funny when I watched this week's episode of Survivor and got to see this guy firsthand on the show. I would just thought back of this documentary, and I thought to myself – Oh my God, it's so funny because I just didn't realize that men really, there's men out there that actually are this into the whole beard competition thing. This is this is the craziest thing I've ever heard of. Is that is it not the craziest thing you ever heard of? Well, obviously you haven't now available on streaming Netflix watched Whiskers War, which was an IFC channel uh, series. Yeah, that's and, that's right. I heard about this, but it just. Baffles the gentleman mind. in the Manson documentary is also in that as well. Doesn't surprise me, my friend. Yes. Does not surprise me at all. He He's really into it, wasn't he? He talks about yes. how he watches his health and how he exercises and all the things he eats because he's got to make sure that this thing grows right. And I'm going, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Now, you know what I normally say to people like this? Here's what I normally say to these kind of people. Get a life. Oh, my yeah. gosh. You know, this guy probably is – He's got to be single. <laughs> I just don't imagine him having a woman in his life. But it was well, she's very tolerable. If that was the case, <laughs> could you imagine uh, someone seeing this guy? Oh my lord, <laughs> poor guy. And then the last thing I want to mention that was very entertaining in the film was, and actually quite surprising, the gentleman who runs the hair, the hairpiece uh, uh, store. You know where mm-hmm. he helps helps men. And 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 makes these custom uh, headpieces, you know. Shall we say? I I yeah. know he had a term, and I should have wrote that part down, but I forgot. But you know, he doesn't like to call them wigs or anything else anymore. But it's essentially it's it's a it's a hair it's a man's uh, uh, wig basically. But I 
one of the things that he was well, he's very intriguing, and I thought he, I found him very fascinating. He's obviously very passionate about what he does, mm-hmm. but I have to admit, Chris, is that uh, there was a couple of gentlemen that was going through the process during the filming, you know, and, mm-hmm. and getting getting their pieces all, you know, they they got to get a mold and they got to do all this stuff, and so you got to see a couple of them what they look like afterwards. I have to admit, I was pretty darn impressed. Yes, I mean, this, they really did not look like this, a wig when they were done. This guy's process is way involved. I yeah. mean, it's not just like, oh, you look like this, you know, and then you pick some random thing out from right. the back of the shop. I mean, he, like, you yeah, know, that's takes a, real deal. This a is mold the... of your head, and he does all this other stuff, and then he gives you a haircut, and, I mean, it oh, is yeah. a long process. Yeah, you. I mean, and it was funny because they, uh, the one there was a, a younger gentleman that was that was getting it done, uh, kind of heavy set guy. Remember what I'm talking yeah. about? And he, they had mentioned he said when he put it on, yes, he looked completely different because now I mean yeah. the guy has a, a nice full head of hair and looked very respectable and nice. And it was funny because they said your wife does know you're getting this done today, and she goes, "Oh, he is. Yeah, I, I prepared her." He says, "Because I'm glad because she's not going to recognize you." And it's true. I mean, it was quite a transformation. Yes. It was day and night. Yeah, it was pretty pretty impressive. So uh, anyway, I'm glad, Chris, you selected this movie for me. I, I've been meaning to watch it, and I'm glad you kind of forced my hand to do it because it was very entertaining, more entertaining than I originally thought it was going to be. And I'm glad you picked the Switch because uh, at first, you know, I was like, well, I might watch it because Jason Bateman's in it, but then Jennifer Anderson's in it. I don't know, but it turned out to be something I wasn't expecting. It was almost like... I think it was from the creator of Juno and like very indie. It was like a very indie romantic comedy. So yeah. it had a different feel to it which was nice. It was a good surprise. Good. Well, I'm glad I'm yeah, I'm glad yes. you enjoyed it. Uh it like I said, The Switch is not a movie that I put up high on my list as greatest right. movie ever kind of thing. It's just one of those things I remember watching and going, "You know what? For a chick flick that wasn't too bad." Yeah. So I forgot to throw it on your list. Definitely. And so we're both the better of that. Uh, next week, I'm not sure which ones we're going to do. We both have a list. Yes. I'm going to see which one I can kind of squeeze into my schedule. It'll and be I a surprise. The shorter one. <laughs> yeah. The shorter running time on one. But uh, all of them looked intriguing. Like I was reading, you know, the little blurb that Netflix has on each one of them. So I'm like, oh, these sound interesting. So. Oh, yeah. There's some good ones on there. I'm, I'm find pretty sure out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you'll have to tune in to find out. But I guess we could tell them what we're going to do yes. for the double blind. The next double blind is is his name Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, that's correct. Yes. We haven't seen uh, in television for a while. Yeah, uh, from ER and Revenge of the Nerds and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is in a new movie, or not new movie? It new just show. A, it looks like a trailer for a movie. It does. But it's, uh, it's a new TV show called Zero Hour, mm-hmm. and it looked. I saw a preview for it like during the Super Bowl or something. Mm-hmm. At some point, because I'd never heard anything from it, I was like, this looks interesting. It caught my attention just from the trailer. So uh, you were able to watch it. I still have it on my DVR. I will watch it this week, and we'll compare notes next time. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. And as always, if you've enjoyed listening to us via iTunes, you can leave us a short review or just the stars, whichever you have time for. Then you can always contact us at feedback at whattowatchpodcast.com. And uh, we hope you all have a good uh, day and enjoy some of the shows we recommended. Absolutely.